Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Let me begin this way. Many people do not appreciate that since the inception of the church of Jesus Christ, like we know it, it was designed to progress and indeed has been progressing since its inception. There are aspects I believe that even in its growth have not been handled in wisdom and unfortunately have been lost in some parts of this narrative. But there are also aspects that it has advanced and grown deliberately by the working of God because every spiritual law designed in truth affirms that the church progresses in every age should progress in every age but like i said there are certain areas or aspects that have not spelled out that way and so there are things i believe in trying to revive we go back to bring back or rebuild or bring to remembrance certain things that have been lost along the way but while we're doing that we appreciate the working of God in every dispensation. So there are things theologically, practically, and in truth speaking, that now are applicable because of the size and progress of the church, that were not applicable because of the size and progress of the church then. Many of you must understand this. And when the disciples are filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized by the Holy Spirit, and then... I'm not only talking about the 12, I'm talking about the disciples. Jesus had more than 12 disciples. There were the 12 we call the apostles of the Lamb, but he had more than 12 of them that followed him. Many of them scatter abroad preaching the gospel. Many of which, even though had confirmed or carried the affirmation of what was revealed to them and they experienced by this person, they were not as experienced and skilled in preaching the gospel. And that is why later you find some contentions in doctrine. For example, do we circumcise alongside salvation or is salvation enough? And then you see that quotation in Acts 15. Certain brethren came from Judea and taught that except you be circumcised after the manner of Moses, you cannot be saved. These people are born again, they love the Lord, but they have not yet understood what has to be done to confirm somebody saved or born again. Many other things we see James as the chief apostle of Jerusalem go through and Peter to help calibrate these individuals and later on sending Paul and Barnabas to go and help those that had been misled or taught wrong and correcting them. So you can see that even in the early church, as much as there was power, you know, there was a demonstration of the spirit, which in some parts or aspects of our present time are missing. 
there were also parts of doctrine that they did not know because the church presently is not teaching the circumcision of Moses, for example. This church began on Solomon's porch, outside a porch of the temple. So there are many things that administratively, institutionally, they had to adopt and grow through as the church has been. We have fought with Roman systems and come out of them, you know, as a movement and many things like that. So there's a process. The church has a process. Every nation with its spiritual history as well has its process. You know, the oldest Pentecostal voices we know, born again uh, movements that we know in the East African uh, soil is about 1926. After George Pilkington translates the Bible for us into Luganda in 1896, and then the 26th is the Joe Churches and Sibambis and that whole list, Chinookas, and, and that whole generation then starts the flame of what you and I call the East African revival. It's a couple of years ago. And then there are nations which have histories longer than we do. And then there are nations that have histories shorter than we do. So they are bound to see certain things a certain way. But generally speaking, they all are plugged into, in the general sense, again I repeat, of the progress deliberate of the church. So in every generation, of course, God will help us see more, experience more. He promised that the glory of the latter church shall be greater than the glory of the former. He promised through prophecy that in the last days knowledge shall be increased. All of these laws favor that the church tomorrow will be greater than the church today. In spite of the madness, like I said, you see in the world, there's still a remnant that is pushing that force that is on the forefront of what God is doing. And they're advancing every day to the glory of God. Somebody shout amen. So it is, I see, in the understanding of the aspects, some aspects of our Christian life. One of which I want to, you know, lay my emphasis on this evening. I believe the church every day is learning or unwrapping this mystery of the person of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know whether we can fully comprehend that in this lifetime. But I believe every other day we are growing to see things experience things by the Holy Spirit progressively by the grace of God and some of which even as your ministers we see that when some of you are ready to go to that next level by the grace of God we feel that endorsement from heaven to say let's share let me share what I see in this but that's only my knowledge in the mystery like Paul says that I mean that what I know is all there is I believe that there is more to what I'm saying. And perhaps God will increase that knowledge in the years to come as I continue to relate with this person. And maybe he will reveal that to somebody else one day. And this will progress. Because back in the day, many people knew the Holy Spirit in one aspect. So when you read your Bible, it says, uh, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Judea in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. So some people understood the Holy Spirit only from the experience the early church had. You shall be my witnesses in Judea, in Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world. This is what we know for the Holy Spirit. Is it fundamental? Yes. Primarily, yes. I always tell people it is impossible for the Holy Spirit to come upon you and you cannot witness. Notwithstanding that there are people who are functioning under other spirits and they call him the Holy Spirit. 
But this is the testing mark of the Holy Spirit. He says, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is upon you and ye shall be witnesses. Everybody who has the Holy Spirit finds themselves a witness. We are witnesses in different aspects or different ways. We're not all going to witness the same way, but we are all going to witness some way. You agree? We're all witnesses some way. You might not be a street preacher like Apostle Grace, but you will find something in life at your workplace or wherever God has ordained for you to be a witness, to tell people about Jesus. And that's where people end. Some only understand the Holy Spirit only in the place of witness. But we have not dug deeper to understand who he is and what he is able to do. And today I want to introduce another aspect of this wonderful person. Somebody shout hallelujah. Beautiful aspect that will change your life for good. I want to answer the question of why even though we are carriers of the Holy Spirit, we are not set for the examples that should be emulated in the world, in our workplaces, in our careers, in our giftings, in our credentials, in our qualifications, in our homes, wherever we are. So fundamentally, there's that question of if we are, you know, carriers of this person, of the Holy Spirit, why aren't we living as the heads and not the tail wherever we are? Why aren't we living as the most influential people wherever we have been placed in life? Why isn't that light shining? Why isn't that star burning? Why aren't we at the forefront of everything God is doing, of every invention, every, every idea, every innovation, every new thing coming on the earth? Why aren't Christians on the forefront? On the contrary, we have earned a reputation of being strange. The other day I met a dear lady. She told me, oh, I have a a relative that prays in your church. We took her to school. And for her, she feels the Holy Spirit has told her not to go to work. I told her that's a foolish one. She needs help. She needs help. I could discern that there was a problem with this Christian. Are you following what I'm saying? Having the Holy Spirit means that you're ready and able to function more than anybody who doesn't have the person of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we're supposed to be that light. This person who doesn't want to work is still living in their father's house. And those are people who bring problems to the church because then the, your family members think that we don't teach you to work hard. You see what I'm saying? You misrepresent the gospel. But that's a very old problem. It's older than the church, present, modern church. You understand? Paul spoke of busy bodies, not active spirits. Praise the Lord. But today I wanted to show you something so beautiful. And I'll begin in Hebrews 8 where Paul gives a... He gives us a story uh, in short of the instruction Moses receives from God in building the tabernacle. There's something in there that I wanted us to pick. Remember, if you go back through scripture and read, I believe in Exodus, God appears to Moses and carries him by the spirit and gives him an open vision of heaven and shows him 
the tabernacle. Then it tells him, make sure that you build that tabernacle according to the pattern that I have showed thee. I've showed thee. Uh, Exodus 25 verses 40. He says, look thou that make them after their pattern which were showed thee in the mountain. And that's what Paul affirms in Hebrews 8 when he says verses 5. He says, for C, that's part B, he says that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the mountain. God takes Moses to this mountain, shows him the pattern of everything required to build a tabernacle. He tells him, build according to the pattern I have showed you. And I've already said this, that our God is a pattern of God. Everything is after a pattern. Everything on earth has a pattern. And if God can give you an eye, and I call that revelational insight, it's one of those five vantage points that every Christian should carry. To see through the eyes of the word or truth and be able to tell a pattern of everything, it means not only are you able to manifest the reality of the purpose, divine purpose of that thing that God has revealed to you, but you are able to instruct or teach another man to manifest. There is power in not just doing something, but knowing how to do it and being able to teach it to another person to do it. And Paul says, teach these things to faithful men, which are able to teach others also. It's the heart of God that whatever you have received as a witness, you are to commit also to people who are ready to receive because the gospel is propelled to every generation through the faithful, handing over to those which are faithful to receive and then giving it again to the rest which are faithful. And in every generation, God raises a faithful who receive from that generation. So yes, there'll always be fragments of the old plus the new. And that's what's passed into the next generation. And whatever was new in this generation will become old in the next generation. And that generation will find it's new. That's the scribe which is instructed in the kingdom. The Bible says it's likened to a householder whom out of his treasure comes both new and old. Matthew 13, 54. So you're an embodiment of ancient graces and new graces. Ancient oils and new oil. That's how God has designed us to be. Every generation will always be furnished better than the generation before. And it will always carry the strands of the generation before. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? Now back to this. So he tells him, build according to the pattern I have showed thee in the mountain. So you'd expect that because God has showed Moses a pattern, he's going to come on the earth and simply manifest the pattern God has shown him to build. But no, the gospel introduces us to two individuals that really caught my attention and the center focus of what I want to reveal to your spirit this evening. One was Bezalel and another one was Aholiab. If you go in Exodus 31 verses 1, let us read. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, remember he has told him in Exodus 25, build this temple according to the pattern I've showed thee. And then we see the instruction all through 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. He's telling him what everything he's supposed to use and how he's supposed to use it should be used. 
But then in 31, he says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, and the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And, listen, I have filled him with the Spirit of God. I have filled this fellow with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. To devise cunning works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in the carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. And behold, I've given him Aholiab, the son of Ahishamak, of the tribe of Dan, and in the hearts of all that are wise-hearted, I have put wisdom that they may make all that I have commanded thee. The tabernacle of the congregation, that's one of the things they're supposed to do. The ark of the testimony, the masses seat that is thereupon, and all the furniture of the tabernacle, and the table of his furniture, the pure candlesticks with all his furniture, and the altar of incense, the altar of burnt offering with all his furniture, the lover and his foot, and the clothes of service, the holy garments of Aaron the priests, the garments of his sons to minister in the priest's office, and the anointing oil, the sweet incense of the holy place, according to all that I've commanded thee, they shall do. Wow. He's telling Moses, I've given you a pattern, but I've given you men who carry the wisdom to create the pattern I have showed thee. And he's saying among them is a man called Bazalel. I anointed that man with all wisdom and all manner of skill. When he works with gold and in silver and in brass, that man doesn't work by the simple artistry of a human being. This person of the Holy Spirit, when he sits on Bezalel, every curve, every note, every bend, every prune, everything that comes to the creation he does with his hands there is a person directing him to do that and he tells Moses you don't have that ability even though I've given you the pattern and this is a funny thing Matas Bezalel has all the art in the world he cannot create without Moses's pattern Matas Aholiab has all manner of art he cannot create without Moses' pattern. He cannot build what would please God for him to say, this is the candlestick I want. Because it has to come firstly through the spirit of Moses to carry the language and give it to the heart of an interpreter who is able to read from the language of Moses and design by the power of the Holy Spirit what God will say, this is the candlestick that Moses saw. Are you following what I'm saying? This is powerful. This is powerful. It's like, let me give you an example. Do you know what makes a very good architect? Let me talk to architects now. Because I've worked with some. And I've realized some are good and some are very poor. A good architect is not somebody who is very artistic. And can create a very artistic impression. A good architect is somebody who can find by divine wisdom the grace to interpret what you desire or deem to be beautiful in your spirit if an architect can come to you and tell you what do you want and that's why i tell architects don't impose on people what you think is wonderful 
study the heart of your customer, your client, and ask them, what in your heart do you see? Read their spirit until you're able to interpret it. And if you design it and they like it, but they don't still feel interpreted, go into their heart and tell them, what do you still see that I've not done? Well, there are many people who say, wow, this is beautiful. I'll take it. Well, maybe just maybe they did occur to you that they, you have actually interpreted their heart. But then somebody says, I don't like this window. The architect says, no, it's beautiful. I said, I don't like this window. No, it's beautiful. Trust me, it's a beautiful window. Are you interpreting my dream? Oh, I mean, you're interpreting yours. You're imposing your vision of art on me. God has created all of us uniquely with a different desire and taste. Some people like pink, others like orange. But you're bringing this person and tell him blue is good for you and they tell you, no, I don't want blue. But no, no, blue is good for you. And the person says, I say, I don't want blue, I want orange. Why in the world won't you give the person orange? Who is understanding what I'm saying? That's just one example. Because we're lost of the wisdom of interpretation. Pharaoh had a dream, but no man could interpret it. You remember? He had to find a Joseph who could interpret that dream. And not only interpret, but carry the wisdom to execute what was interpreted. Because all of these are levels. There's a level that interprets, but there's also a level that knows how to apply what has been interpreted. So to think that because Joseph could instruct you what to do that for Pharaoh, you knew what to do. That's ignorance. So I know people who, even though they've received divine instruction of what to do, they were not given the grace to apply what to do. And neither can they search out for those who carry the grace to apply what God interpreted to them or gave them by instruction because we think that because you receive the instruction, you carry the wisdom to interpret it. But the Bible has not taught us so. It's not how God works. Sometimes the people who carry the wisdom to interpret, the people who carry the wisdom to design what God has revealed to them in the spirit. But even in that instance, I have not seen big visions know how to do everything. Are you following what I'm saying? There will always be a person God has given the grace to do beyond what your ability is. But yet, it's from the pattern God has revealed to you. The challenge with our generation is, you find a Bezalel who was appointed to interpret Moses' vision, trying to craft for another man. Even though he's gifted, He's not in divine purpose. Read the Bible. The Bible says, God gave Moses Bezalel. And he gave Aholia Bezalel. The Bible says, with him, he gave Aholia. In other words, Bezalel is the interpreter, the chief interpreter of the pattern God has revealed to Moses. Follow me. Behind him, there's a gentleman called Aholia. Aholiab knows how, but after something that is ordained through Bezalel and the grace operating on his life, and the Bible speaks of other wise men too, whose names are not mentioned because God didn't deem it fit to mention. But perhaps if you get Aholiab and Bezalel, perhaps those two, even though they were leading in rank and named among the most ranked, they didn't know how to make oil. The Bible says that oil too was supposed to be, maybe they didn't know how to make garments. 
and there was a person who made those garments their name is not mentioned but they need that person also yes Bezalel is leaving the team but Bezalel doesn't know how to make Aaron's clothes he only works with gold but Bezalel must understand that this has to work as a chain of a team and I need this woman who can make clothes the way they do this woman too needs Bezalel because she is in the contributive plan that bigger purpose of God to bring presence on the earth that's what I said as a man of God I think my pain has been when I saw a person who was supposed to be in the camp of Aaron sewing the garments of Aaron get a visa to go to Canada to sew the clothes who has understood what I just said being out of divine purpose is a very painful thing you must understand God and how he works your blessing on the earth is stuck to some sort of pattern you might not know it you might appreciate it you might not appreciate it but there's always something that God has need to connect you are yes your business person but if you had the wisdom and grace to see by the eyes of the spirit you would see that there are people whom God has connected you and by those people he has connected other people and by those people he has connected other people and without that chain the blessing of the Lord is not complete look at the man who is selling gold right now in Dubai he's selling a golden ring then you go through the process of who made that ring who got that gold bullion in bars who made it in that shape of a bar who sold it to the fellow who melted it this one who sold it to the fellow who melted it who did he buy it from some artisan somewhere who went and dug with their own hands somewhere in Mubendi are you following what I'm saying but without that artisan, this fellow can't sell that ring. They can't sell that ring. That is why people have understood this term called a value chain. Huh? To follow through the whole process of a thing, whether it's seed or anything. To know where it begins from to its end and follow its process and appreciate it. That's why when you are in a business, when you're praying, pray for the whole value chain. Because every person in that chain and process is responsible for your success. You might never know how, but they are. And some people are so myopic. I'm praying for my business. What do you mean by you're praying for your business? How does that gold get into that shop? When the artisan is sick, the miner is sick. You understand what I'm saying? How does it get to your house? How does that food get on your table? When the farmer does not have seed and the rains are not falling. Are you following what I'm saying? Wisdom would teach you to pray through for the whole process to the last. This is what God is telling us. All of these men behind Bezalel are all interpreting things by the Holy Spirit. Moses has to tell Bezalel what he saw. And Bezalel has to receive it and by the holy spirit design it the way it should be and god says the holy spirit does that too but you're turning to a generation that only understands being a witness which is so good and most important 
Delinquent generation that only understands the person of the Holy Spirit through praying for the sick or casting out that devil out of your body or, you know, praying for the promotion at your workplace. But that's so short-sighted. See what the Holy Ghost can do. Oh, that you would know what I have stored for my children with the wisdom I gave through the person of the Holy Spirit, says the Lord. How would we have this and we're not leading in every field? No, look at the world. Just study the world. Just study the world. Steve Jobs was one of the greatest brains his generation ever had. Made one of the most powerful computers. But they tell you he could not build a motherboard. If you study Bill Gates, many of these softwares that he's using, he bought. He didn't build them himself. But even though they could build those softwares, they could not translate what Bill Gates saw. Study the boys who built YouTube. They built it so well, and I think they sold it to what? 1.6, 1.4 billion dollars. And then Google acquired it. You go read just how much YouTube makes for Google a year. I think it's above nine billion dollars. But even though they built it, there was no wisdom for them to go as far as what Google would have used YouTube for. They had the art. Google had the pattern. Do you know there are certain people that God has ordained to build for you and there are people God has ordained for you to design and that's okay because even Moses wasn't building for himself he was building for the Lord it's a pattern it's a cycle I don't know how to call that but it always goes upward and upward and upward and upward and upward but you must find yourself designed for that segment that God has ordained you for and be a part of what God is doing because if you're not in that equation you cannot be a success and no deliverance service can change that you know some Christians think eh? you have to you spirit your generation generation is demon God no, no demon can change that all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord comma and are called according to his purpose his purpose so I know those who love him but they're not aligned to divine purpose they matter how gifted you are I know many young men and women with master's degrees and PhDs but nobody can hire them and I know people who can barely speak English, but they're fighting for them right now. Because they have something education cannot give. And I'm not saying I'm against education. I'm only saying the rest is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, or favor to men of skill. But time and chance happens to them all. It happens to them all. A man knows how to use gold and design things. And God says that I do even by the spirit. 
So that means even though you are a manager somewhere in somebody's business, you can do that based on what you are taught to do. But you can also do that by the Holy Ghost. I remember one of those days when I was leading a branch in my banking days. I spoke to myself and I said, my branch will be the top performing. And in that particular year, my branch performed more than any branch I knew. Because I always told myself, I'm not doing this by the books. There has to be something on my life. Hey! That does more than the book can do. And it is called Marando Even if it means, and I remember every morning I'll get to that office, I'll say, Thank you, Holy Spirit. The atmosphere is cleansed, the energies are aligned, the stars agree. When a man stands on that door, they will want to enter this bank and open an account and bring businesses. All who want to deposit, they want to deposit with me. Oh Macarando Zalabade. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? And then you speak in tongues and then you go out selling i'm not saying you don't sell you go out selling you go meet customers do your customer service do everything that is required to win them but at the end of the day you know there's a person behind you doing something you're not able to do that's called excellence according to the pattern that i have showed thee so God tells you, I have anointed you to start a church in this country and you're going to have more than 30,000 members. And a man says, Amen. And then he thinks that because he's going to enter that room and pray and stand before people, somehow the 30,000 people, 40,000, 100,000 million people are going to come because God said. But God says, even though I spoke that there was a pattern to follow, you find your Bezalel Ali, find your Aholiab Ali, find your wise men Ali because it's in the interest of every king to surround himself with wise men. Find those who can interpret what you see. Surround yourself with people who can add on you, increase your advantage you. Remember that even though I told you to build this ministry, there is a pattern to that ministry. And the day you break that pattern, it doesn't matter the promise. I build on the pattern. The image cast on your spirit was a pattern. You're not going to break pattern because you are convicted. That's not how I work. I'm a God of knowledge. So man says, but the Lord told me that if I do this, this will happen. Why isn't it happen? Are you patterned? Oh, the Lord told me that if I do this, I'll see success here. Are you patterned? When you study this individual, no pattern can qualify them even for what God gave them. Did God give it to them? Yes. Did God promise? Yes. But there was a pattern. To tell Moses that you'll build a tabernacle, it's not enough for Moses to build a tabernacle. There is a pattern for Moses to build a tabernacle. That's what I'm trying to tell you. This is how the spirit world works. I will make you the richest man in the world. You've had one of the richest men in Africa. A man of God walked to him in a plane and told him, you're going to be the richest man in Africa. Oh, do you think the guy just said, oh, amen, and then went back home and started, you know, sipping tea and eating popsicles, waiting for the wealth to come because God had promised. No, there is a wisdom that is applied on that person. 
There is a certain understanding that they carry. There's a certain eye that is supposed to have to a detail that other people are not able to understand. Because there is an anointing on him that can judge things beyond what other people are able to judge. But some of you don't see it. It's not about lights. It's not about cameras. It's not about the songs. It's not about the music. There's more. There's a lot. And it goes back to the pattern God showed you. There are some who by the grace of God have both the pattern and carry the wisdom to execute. There are men whom God has given that grace. There are men whom God, yes, has given the pattern but might not be able to execute and will need others to help execute in some areas. But they still know how to direct those who are executing for them. Because some pastors think, for example, that because you have somebody who can execute, it's enough for them to execute. No, there are instances where your eye will be required. To remind them of the pattern. Because their gifting is not enough. And all of this is by the spirit. You're following what I'm saying? Somebody one time looked at the pictures of Faniru. And said, how do they arrange those chairs? I wish I can tell you. How many nights I would come to make sure the line is straight. I knew there's somebody who can do it for me. But they must do it the way I see it. It's deliberate. We don't just place chairs where they are. They even calculate the centimeters between the next chair. Oh, you're a perfectionist. No, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm simply building the pattern. Build yours also. Shout amen, somebody. Are you following what I'm saying? So you see an asset do their work, but they're disciplined somehow. They are working after something. They have their art there. It's attached to a vision they are interpreting. That's the beauty of it. So if it was a business, you have something to learn. Are you following what I'm saying? And this, he said, the Holy Spirit can do. Ha, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Holy Spirit is more than just speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit is more than just feeling good and falling in your chair. The Holy Spirit is more than just feeling like crying. No, he's more than that. He's wisdom and understanding. Somebody say, God help me. Say it again. Say, God help me. When I understood this early, I became deliberate with every relationship I have on earth. Who I interpret and who interprets for me. Very deliberate. I don't waste time with certain people. Are you following what I'm saying? I've learned better as I grow. I even let go. I say, no, this one, they're not in the equation. The garments they're making are not my vision. <laughs> this is not my oil. And I've been humble enough to even tell some, I would support you to go to make the garment of the man for whom you were designed to make for. But this is not mine. This is not mine. I would support them. I would not stand in their way. Because I'm not building my kingdom. He's building his kingdom through me. Are you following me, child of God? Everything on the earth has a pattern. Business people, there is a pattern to your business. Oh, I'm struggling because you're not patterned. My business is struggling. Yes, if I just diagnose it and just sit down with you and we start having a conversation i can tell you where the problem is there are places you've not had the holy spirit you've not had the holy spirit 
The Bible says in Ezekiel 36, let's read verses 26. I'll help some of you understand this. He says, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. Listen, I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. Verses 27. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them and you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I'll be your God. What does it mean? And you shall dwell in the land which I gave you. In other words, you shall be able to take charge of where I appointed you to dwell because it's possible to appoint you to dwell somewhere but you're not going to take charge nor subdue. But he says here, you shall dwell. In other words, you'll have the power to take charge. Why? Because in 27, he will put his spirit within you and cause you to walk in his statutes. The word here for statutes is the Hebrew word called choke. Choke means appointments. I will cause you to walk in my appointments. And what appointments? Time is one fundamental realm. It's fourth dimensional. He says, number one, because you have my spirit in you, I will tune you to my timings. When you walk this journey of your business, this journey of your job, this journey of your career, this journey of your marriage, this journey of your ministry, there are appointed times and milestones that I have planted on your destiny to align you and spin you to the next level. When you reach those moments, my spirit will cause you to seize your moments, to arrest your experiences, to know when you have to fast, to know when you have to pray, to know when you have to draw back, to know when you have to lean in, to know when you have to sow, to know when you have to submit, to know when you have to yield to pacify offense, to know when you have to fight like a lion, to know when to be humble as a dove, to know when to be cunning, to know when to stand, to know when to believe, to know when to overcome, to know when you to turn the ear and refuse to listen to certain things to know who to talk to who to relate to who to call who not to call who to text who to give your email who to give your whatsapp who not to give it to come on but some of you your whatsapp numbers are on facebook everybody's open to your altar and the biggest percentage of the trouble you've been in in the world was because of that person who got a contact they were not supposed to get. Who came into the space they were not supposed to enter. Because you missed his appointments. He talks about time as the first dimension. He talks about space as a dimension of appointments. He has designed the boundaries of habitation. Where you should be and at what time matters with heaven. You're not everywhere at every time. When you start understanding the service of God, you realize that the steps of a righteous man are all that of the Lord. Your spaces are designed with a certain blueprint of heaven. Where you will dwell when is important. Some of you are wandering stars. Oh, I must go to America. I wish I want to tell this person, even if you go to America, you're running away from purpose. The very demons that were strangling you somewhere in Kayunga, they are going to look for you in America because you're not dealing with the issue that is taking you there. Are you going there as a slave or you're going there on purpose? And then they go there and they're enslaved in systems. And then they come back in body bags because they're only dying for some money to build themselves a house and take their children to school. Poverty filled their minds and they lost the purpose of God on their lives. Had they known, had they known, had they known. 
There are places I find myself and I can't explain. Yesterday I was walking and the Spirit of the Lord told me, take a route that I'd, I'd used I think once in my life. And then I take that route and I meet this young man and he starts to tell me things and I knew I was supposed to take that route to change a man's destiny because I took that route. Everything is appointed. I remember one time I was driving and the Holy Spirit told me to park at a certain petrol station somewhere. So I parked there. And she tells me, stay there. I say, okay, let's go. So I play some music in my car and I'm there sitting. Five, six, seven, ten minutes. I don't know what I'm doing there. And the young man comes and he parks his car and he looks at me. And then he knocks on my window. He says, Apostle Grace, I ask God for a sign. I ask God to meet you. To help me change my course today. See, I was entering this place and I was just going out of this car to go and cheat on my wife. Something was taking me. And I said, God, I wish I meet this man of God. There's something disturbing my house. Laid hands on him, cast out the devils. He got in his car and went back home. His wife will never know. She's welcome. She's welcome. So after saving a man's marriage, I said, Lord, you are wonderful. I reversed my car and went home. That was ministry. That one has no cameras. That one has no videos. It has no flyers. It's not captured in a record-breaking contest, but it's a ministry. God has appointed where you should be in life. In the appointments, he talks about the degrees in which you will function spiritually. Because every dimension is an appointment. Every level in the spirit is an appointment. Every phase of growth in the spirit realm is an appointment. And then this very word choke also has the word called measure. That is heavenly mathematics. The way God does his measures. When the Bible says you've been measured or weighed and found wanting. Every man spiritually has a weight. Every man spiritually. He says, I will cause you to walk in my measures. Yes, I will cause you to walk in the places wherewith I weigh men. And to carry my weight as God. His weight defines the glory. But also measures means those minute details that come with instructions and numbers because the Hebrew language is rich in numerology and every number by God means something, especially when it comes through instruction. Now look at a man like Noah. Build an ark these many cubits high, these many cubits long and you shall get this kind of wood build this room with this cubits high this centimeters high and every, ooh, to the last detail the holy spirit has given noah the whole blueprint of building that ark. he cannot get it wrong even by a minute because that thing can sink even if it's god that ordained him to build it 
because it tells you I am a God of knowledge and I build with understanding. I am patterned. You should know how I work. This is who I am. Work with me. The worlds were framed by a pattern. Everything in heaven is arranged, whether it's tectonic plates, the winds blow by a pattern, the portals of the sun open by a pattern, the portals of the stars open by a pattern, and they have gates too. The moon moves by a pattern. Every system in the galaxy moves by a certain pattern, and it can't conflict, otherwise there will be chaos. He just works that way. You learn also to align yourself to some sort of pattern. And he says, this you can do by my spirit. So yes, God told you you're going to be the most successful businessman in the area of construction. But have you understood the pattern of construction? Real estate. Have you understood real estate? Do you know what real estate is? Do you know the power that rises things from the ground and gives them shape and value on the earth? How can you be a realtor, a real estate dealer, somebody who is in real estate business and you don't understand the power that gets things from the earth and gives them shape and value? If you don't understand that mystery, what are you selling? What are you building? What are you buying? Understand that pattern. Understand how the earth yields forth its substance and fruit. Because real estate, these buildings all have their materials from the earth. Understand how God translates these things and why they're translated the way they are. Who is the biggest steel dealer in the world? Somebody somewhere in China. Why is he controlling the whole steel process? Biggest steel dealer in the world, somewhere in China. And he's controlling the whole process of how steel works on the earth. He might not go to the little detail of a guy selling some little piece to another person. But maybe that piece he has sold came to him through a process that can link you back to that man's web. You understand what I'm saying? And if you study Chinese businesses, these people have studied these things. They build businesses as a cobweb. Economists understand this. You find one guy selling noodles, but you can trace those noodles he's selling to the biggest dealer, and you can see them spread through every continent, and they are from one source, and all of them in that chain have built wealth. A person builds a hotel selling noodles, 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 which you can't sell. Because there is no system to favor you. Because you're not selling in a pattern. You're outside the pattern. Let me tell you, if you understand pattern, even a pancake. The other day I was watching a documentary of a lady. Who, a black lady, she became so poor. She's an American lady. She became so poor one day. She's alone in her house as a single mother. And she's left with $5. And on those $5, she started making cupcakes. Cakes, cakes, little, little things you can make at home. And then she explains a pattern she followed over the years. And now she's worth $10 million making cakes. Are they the tastiest cakes? No. I don't think they're the tastiest cakes in the world. I would doubt that. But she entered a certain pattern. 
Some of you know this guy called Salt Bay. He's a Turkish fellow. He makes meat. Man, I've been to Istanbul. I've been through Turkey. There are guys who make way better meat. But they are not in a pattern. They are not in a pattern. And this guy is one of the richest, richest, richest uh, restaurant owners I know. He's doing the same meat Turkish boys are doing on the streets in Turkey. Nothing special. But he's in a pattern. Nothing special. He's in a pattern. And whether you want it or not, even though he could be Muslim, there's a spirit directing. There's a spirit leading. Because the Bible says, wisdom is the mother of all inventions. And wisdom is typified in the person of the Holy Spirit. Now that we have Jesus, even better. Lord says he has been made our wisdom, our redemption and sanctification. But when we come to this, we don't see the Christian. The Christians are saying, the basket and the car, they're all mine. That, that's where we are. While men are controlling the world because they understand the simple principle, simple principle, that if I'm in a business dealing with people, they are the king, the customer is the king. You will taste their food, it's not even nice, but the way they treat you, you eat it. Then you find a Christian with a lousy attitude. And they think that because they saw the seed on a Friday overnight, somehow God is going to change the principle and favor them when they're out of pattern. It's not possible. Wake up and smell the coffee. Wake up. So we have to use and work with what God has given us through the person of the Holy Spirit. To go beyond speaking in tongues and, you know, casting out devils and all of that is special. But hey, God has called us to be the heads and not the tail. To be the salt on the earth, the light of the world. Who lights a candle and puts it under a bushel? He says, let your light so shine that men might see your light and glorify the Father which is in heaven. So I know there's an engineer here who's just not an engineer. They are the best engineer designed for the earth, but they don't have a pattern. The Holy Spirit, they have not worked with enough to know how to build the right skill, the right interpretation, the right wisdom, the right people to work with to interpret what he cannot interpret to become the most successful engineer the world has ever seen. Because they don't see the Holy Spirit that way. Yet God showed it through Bezalel and Aholiab. And Aholiab. When I understood that, whether I'm doing my own personal business, there is a principle. I must follow some patterns for certain things. There are places I will wait. There are places I will rush. There are places I'll hold back. There are places I'll give in. There are places I'll, whatever thing I do, I must hear him. And I've learned when you follow the pattern, everything you will do, will be a success. Everything you do will be a success. He says, I will cause you to walk in my appointments, to walk in my measures, to walk in my tasks. In fact, that word koke also means portion. To walk in the portions of design and I looted for you. The spirit realm has a blueprint by the person of the Holy Spirit. Everything you will build on the earth to carry its form and manifest it, you need the original print. You need to follow a certain diagram. And heaven has given it 
through the person of the Holy Spirit. Relate with him that way. You want me to do business. Show me how you want me to do business. Because I'm not entering this business to just survive and pay rent and pay school fees for my children. I've entered this business because I'm going to be the best interior designer. Give me the spirit that can connect these colors, that can connect these flowers, that will connect this furniture, that will link this curtain. Something that somebody will look at and say, this is more than a talent. This person has interpreted what I would have dreamed for in the spirit. Hallelujah. Have you learned something? Now you're going to talk to Jesus in light of what we have shared. It's a deliberate prayer you're going to make. And that prayer is saying, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, I want to relate with you in a way where all wisdom and understanding, artistry, gifting, work, knowledge, every manner of workmanship commanded, touching my destiny, purpose and calling on the earth, is aligned to you. So I will live God's best. Raise your hands and speak to Jesus before I pray for you. God is here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Speak to Jesus. Speak in tongues. I'm 
receive the priestly blessing I speak upon your life even as the word of God has come to you in this season and today and God has ordained you to hear it because there are things that have been planted in your spirit this evening that are going to bring forth fruit that will echo through eternity and this I speak by the word of God that has been given this evening that a special grace mantles you in the name of Jesus Christ to give you extraordinary wisdom extraordinary understanding extraordinary skill in executing what God has designed on your life receive it in the name of Jesus I decree and I declare that if you're a business person it's going to be seen in your business if you're a pastor it's going to be seen in your ministry a spirit of excellence is going to hoover everything that you will do you're a student God is going to show you excellent you are a dreamer God is going to interpret your dreams excellently you are an inventor an innovator a real estate dealer you're a single mother raising children there's something God has put on your life that is going to give understanding and put a unique nuance idiosyncrasy on your life it's going to mark you for excellence it's going to put you in a place where people will look at you and point and say there's something special about that man there's something special about that woman there's something distinct about that person's ministry in Jesus name we are prayed and believed come on clap like you have received it come on clap like it's yours clap like God has given it men will interpret for you even as you interpret for others in the name of Jesus Joseph's success was in interpreting Pharaoh's dream yet Pharaoh's success was receiving the interpretation of Joseph whether you're interpreting or they are interpreting for you simply make sure you're in the pattern from today you'll always be in the pattern you'll always be in the principle aligned in God's purpose to his glory your feet will go in the right places you'll meet the right people you'll stand with the right people God is aligning people ahead of you to advantage you to take you forward the wicked and unreasonable are for the slippery places they're going to fall they'll be far away from you in the mighty name of Jesus God is aligning days months and years ahead of you to respond to your name seasons and times to agree to the vision of your life all things indeed will work together for good because you love him and you're called according to his purposes you're not going to walk out of divine purpose you're not going to walk out of his design in every aspect or any aspect of your life and all saints said I receive
receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it, I receive it. Thank you, Lord. If you're there and you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need the pattern. He died for you and shed his blood for you that you might live. And above all, to live a glorious life. One day when you die, if he has not come back for us, he guarantees eternal life. So if you're there and you say, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior, repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for your message this evening. I have believed with my heart that you are the pattern for the salvation of all mankind that should die for my sins and was raised for my glory. Today, I receive you, Jesus, as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Amen. This sermon has been brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number plus 256-200-999400 or email us at info at You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Follow us on our social media platforms on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fenero Ministries International. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowship at the Uma Upper Gardens from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. and for our Sunday services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the Uma Multipurpose Hall. Fenero, make manifest.